0: Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here. Today on Stream and Demons we have the old Demon Knight, the new trailer park of horrors, and the borrowed or the retro, which is none other than Funda That's right, Yoga Oswald, all that and more on the next episode of Streamin' Demons. Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here and welcome, welcome to another exciting rendition of Streaming Demons uh, with my forever co-host, Fudu Priestess, say hello.
1: Hello, Governor.
0: And our very, very, very special guest, definitely not my cat freaking out, but Anjo. Did I say your
2: name correctly, Andrew. Uh, Andrew? It, Andrew? It, the, 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 my actual name is Andrew, but it goes by Anjow. <laughs> Anjow, was, there, was, there was a Asian foreign exchange student in my high school who could not pronounce the name Andrew. He would call me Anjou. And then my friends overheard it, and the name stuck forevermore. So, yeah. But so just try, try and say the name Andrew in the most racist Asian accent you can, and chances are you'll pronounce it right. Voodoo, that's all you. <laughs> Voodoo is our expertise in that. No, it's a pleasure of
0: having you here. Thanks for having me. And, yep. If you are brand new to Streaming Demons, our concept is simple. We have one borrowed, which is a rental, or if it's in the movie theaters now, you're kind of borrowing it for a minute. One new, which is new-ish, and one old. And the rental, by the way, can be a spin old or new. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But as I am a very lazy person, we always let the guests go first. And Jao,
2: take it away cool so my recommendation is a little bit more mainstream than what you guys normally suggest you guys i checked out the the episodes and you guys got some some deep cuts going on pointing
0: at you voodoo he's pointing at you uh
2: no that's awesome because i'm always on the the hunt for new things to check out so i was very happy you guys don't do some of the, the more common things but I am a common dweller, and one of the things that I love that doesn't get too much love from a lot of the horror audience is a film called Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Demon Knight, my God, I saw that in the theater. Did you really? I envy yes. you. I yes. was too young to even know that I could do that when it came out. Um, it's from 1995 Ish five ish
0: five okay i can see that
2: that. um so this movie is absolutely a horror gem in my mind because it's one of the rare blends of horror and action it's not most of the time when you think of a horror blending with another genre you think oh horror comedy like that's the most overdone you know sub meld of the genres but this one was a action horror movie and, uh, you know, it still has these, like, cheesy um, puns in it and goofy comics because it's... it's Tales, yeah, from, the it's Tales, Tales from, from the Crypt. It's Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Gonna, I mean, that, yeah. now, granted, the script was not designed from an, a Tales from the Crypt comic book. It wasn't from EC Comics. It was actually a standalone script that was bought and then kind of converted into really? a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yeah. Um, but it still has all the wonderful Tales from the Crypt stuff in there. So, I, you know, they obviously did some some polishing after the fact Um, the Crip Keeper bookends it as usual, like a giant episode uh, doing his thing, but it's them going to the movies. They got a big budget They're You know, the Crypt Keeper is actually walking around in certain scenes, uh, which is not something that you see actually happen in the television show. Usually he's cut off at the waist, like a Muppet. He's a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, this movie is such a gem because yes, it gets the horror, right? When they're doing the horror moments, it gets the comedy right. When it's doing the comedy moments, and it gets the action right when it's doing action moments. Like it always knows what it's supposed to be at any given time and it leans into it fully. Billy Zane steals the movie from me. Some one man. of my one of my all-time favorite Billy Zane performances. I don't know anyone who can watch this movie. You can walk away from the movie going, yeah, okay, it was all right. But you can't walk away saying anything bad about Billy Zane from this movie. It's like Zoolander. You can't talk bad about Billy Zane's performance in Zoolander, which is perfect. And the brilliant thing is, is you get so much of it in this movie. Um, He is, and I'm trying not to be a spoiler because much like you guys, I don't believe in spoilers because there is always somebody who is discovering something that's old as new, like I, I just had a kid, and I oh. am so upset when people are like, "Oh, I don't want any more remakes, or I don't want any origin stories." I'm like, my kid hasn't seen anything; he doesn't know that. Spoiler alert: that Darth Vader is Luke's father. No. Like, he, he doesn't know that yet. So, uh, I'm not going to ruin anything for any of the listeners, but I, I will give a, a kind of uh, roundabout plot thing. It's a Tales from the Crypt magnified episode where basically Jesus's blood has been stored in a key and it's kind of a MacGuffin and Billy Zane is chasing after it. And the great William Sattler um, from so many things, he was actually in the very first pilot episode of Tales from the Crypt. So it's kind of fitting that he's in the very first movie for Tales from the Crypt um he is playing this kind of i want to call him a knight what's the word that they use in biblical terms when someone's doing something virtuous is it still a knight it
0: could knight. be a knight. crusader
2: Crus- uh, crusader that's, that's kind the of a, yeah yeah he's kind of got that kind of a gig um and he, you know he's rocking around in a leather jacket the whole time and his job is to protect this this uh mysterious key from billy zane and he gets holed up in this hotel in the middle of nowhere with an all-star cast of people you know who may not you may not know their names like the actor but when you see him you're like hey it's that guy from that thing uh thomas hayden church plays a jerk that of he plays a jerk that's so unlike type for him i know but he plays it so beautifully yeah, here he does. um cch pounders in this throwing all kinds of attitude everywhere um the wonderful dick miller is in this and if you're a horror fan you know who dick miller is um he has a great great couple scenes in this movie uh and rounding it out is a big for me now i did my research before coming okay. on and I'm 99% sure. I can't say 100% because I don't want to I don't want to go too hard in the paint. But 99% sure. Jada Pinkett plays and this is kind of a spoiler but not really, uh the first African American final girl. I have yet hmm. to find a African American final girl before her.
0: That's interesting. Because And yeah. I didn't even know it was her. Back then again, I saw the movie in the theater. Mm. I didn't know Jada Pinko was mm. like There's all other movies to really compare it to
2: yeah I mean uh, 1995 I think she was in Scream 2 in 96 right or no Scream 1 came out in 96 so 97 she was in Scream 2 um, yeah but she's she's the first I can't find any instances where there's a African American final girl in any films before that. So I believe it's a first. And there's also, I mean, I've checked out some other podcasts, um, and there's been talk that it's kind of hinted at that she might be uh, part of the LGBTQ community. It really wasn't something that was, you know, hammered on hard back in that era of film. Um, it was not, but it's implied. It, you know, there's a couple of things that kind of point you in that direction. So that could also be a, a first you if you choose to see it in that lens. Uh, but the 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 overall take thing is it's got all these, it's got a great cast, it's got a fun story, uh, like it's just fun, it's got the crazy 90s visual effects that you would love. Um, there are demons in it, spoiler alert, because demon night and <laughs> Suddenly, the only way to kill a demon is to shoot out its eyes. And when you do this, the wonderful I don't want to call it CGI because it's not really CGI, but lightning shoots out of their eyes when you do it. And that's how you kill it. I think that's what they do it. Yeah, it was something, it's it's that definitely it's a dated effect, but it's still it's fun. That's that's the big takeaway. It's got all the genres blended into it like a wonderful salad. But it's fun. It's delicious to sit there and watch, and it's only ninety minutes. It's one of those movies that could have easily gone for like two hours, and I, kind of secretly guilty, wish it did because I want more. But it's only ninety minutes. Yeah, those so,
0: nineties, and that was the whole ninety-minute formula: Act yeah. One, Act Two, Act Three, da, 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 you're out. We we didn't we didn't have that much of an attention span back then. I, I think I that's really what that
2: it was. It's a terrible shame because this movie... And Billy Zane has said on a often occasion that it's his favorite role that he's done, period. He does it really well. And he, he steals the show, hands down. And he's even said that, you know, if they ever came to him with a sequel, he would sign on immediately, which the filmmaker in me is like, I have to be successful in filmmaking because I will immediately (laughs) I will kick out a script and I will fund it myself if I could just to make it happen because it's such a fun movie. We'll
0: get the real Um, blood of Jesus too. It'll it'll be cheaper. Trust me. Whatever works.
2: Uh, (laughs) So I've talked a lot. So if you guys wanted to to jump in there. No,
0: absolutely. It's brilliant. And I... I do underpin one thing you're saying that if Jada, again, back then it was just Jada Pickett, mm. but if she, if she was part of the LGBTQ community, the nineties were part of a time where people don't know, didn't know Freddie Mercury was gay or bisexual.
2: Right. Like,
0: uh, really? You didn't quite
2: try to hide it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, Really? That, that
2: guy? Yeah. It's uh, weird. It's weird, though, because I, you know something? For the longest time, I just innately assumed that Billy Zane was gay. And I only recently, within the last year, found out that he is not. Really? He's, That's more yes. of a, Yeah, wow. He's actually, he's been married to women. He's interested in women. I, like there. I guess there was never any instance where he was gay. I don't know why I assumed that, but it's just one of those things where... <laughs> You, you can assume one way or the other, but you never really know someone's preferences until, you know, they tell you what they are. And, so. th- and
0: that's brilliant. And that's one of the things I love about watching movies. I should, I should never care. I should never care.
2: Yeah. I, th- and that's the thing is, like, oh, I, well, I really don't care one way or the other. I mean, I care in a, a contextual context kind of mindset where it's like okay there's representation going on um but in terms of whether i like or dislike a character it had no effect on that whatsoever um i i just i love everything about this movie i can gush about this movie for hours i'm sorry I'll, I'll... <laughs> it
0: was I'll tell you, part of the things that didn't work when it first came out was you hit your head on it was the comedy horror action mm-hmm. triangle uh, again, 90s, our Tetris band were, were flies.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's one of those weird situations where it's a blend of all of those things because, I mean, you, you even got like a little bit of like a religious type thing going on because there's constantly yeah. flashing back to, you know, Christ on the cross and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's definitely one that you have to be, in a particular mood for which is just kind of uh, in my opinion sitting back and having fun now i I don't want to say it's a turn your brain off movie but it kind of is
0: there's there's aspects that you would enjoy more but it's it it is smartly written it it is smartly written they they bought it that was the first
2: big production for them and that spawned a whole bunch of crap uh sadly i mean it's That's the weirdest franchise I can think of because at the end of the movie, there was an after the credits scene where the Crypt Keeper pops up and he teases a movie uh, that never happens. Um, And that was supposed to be their their next movie or something. But then they come out with a, a second movie and it wasn't what he teased. And then that movie failed. And then I think like six or 10 years later another movie came out that I don't even know I'm not even I've never even seen it it's like came out in like 2003 or something it's a weird franchise and it's sad because that's the the horror anthology franchise that would have worked like I know John Carpenter wanted to do that with Halloween he wanted it to be an anthology series that was set at Halloween but they couldn't get it off the ground in the media you know they did Halloween 3 and that you know, went the way that it did at the time, which we and, love Halloween three. I do. I'll, I'll self Defy. Yeah. You don't. Oh, we're gonna <laughs> fight later on. I'm with Evangeline you know. on this. Uh I've tried. I've tried to get back into Halloween three. I've because there's the whole cult thing that's following it, and I'm thinking to myself, all right, I watched this wrong the first time. I got to rewatch it, and I went in with the mindset of, I want to love this movie. Show me what I'm I'm missing. I want to see what everyone else is seeing, hmm. and I was just bored. I, I could not get into it. And that's that's my biggest hang-up. I have to be entertained. It can go batshit crazy all at once. Right. But if I'm bored by a movie that has uh, warlocks creating robots to kill children through a jingle on Halloween, like that is a, a batshit premise. And I if mean. you can't find a way to entertain me with that, you're doing something wrong. Well, that's the that, thing.
0: I, I think it came out because I saw it as a kid also oh, like, out in the theaters again i'm that old i can so like you're the looking
2: theaters. like a, you're talking through a nostalgic lens kind of like how i love hocus pocus cuz i know that movie is horrible i know that hocus pocus it's got has got a
0: sequel coming out uh and so i have some money maybe.
2: i have my my reservations about it cuz sequels that are come out long after the original <laughs> or, uh, yeah. do not bode well and it's only on disney plus it's not coming out in theaters which also hurts my soul a little bit Ooh. Uh, but the witches are back, so that's a plus. And that's kind of my my happy place is Bette Midler hamming it up on screen over the top as Winifred Sanderson. So And all uh,
0: happy places deserve a good place of base. And for this movie, Demon Knight, spelled with K, K-N-I-G-H-T, for our younger viewers who may not know uh, the movie. How many Cthulhu's out of five? How many Cthulhu's out of five would you give this one?
2: For me or in terms of recommending it someone to you so that
0: personally you
2: personally me personally yep. can I give it four and a half? Absolutely. Four and a half five. though. Wow. Four and a half. That's and and I, I I have reservations about rating it that high because I'm big on managing expectations when you're going into a movie. And if I, I don't wanna I don't wanna overhype it or oversell it. it you know, it it definitely is doesn't Feel like a full, full experience. I don't know how to express. There like might be a treasure's cut. Just don't te- don't tease me about Just that. Saying. There Being are deleted scenes from yeah, what was- I heard. There's uh, the the novelization, which was a big thing in the '90s, uh, has <laughs> a weird. lot of things. Yeah,
0: I was talking about that. I was talking to Evie today, the Voodoo Priestess today, about novelization. For those of you who don't know, if you saw a movie like. Friday the 13th or Star Trek and a Star Wars, and it did well. They always novelized from like the mid 80s into like the mid 90s. <laughs> Novelization was the thing. a thing. If a snuff film did it, like, what's well, the best snuff film ever? Let's get a novel for the young kids out. That was YA literature back then. And, that was our
2: only thing we had. And on top of that, the, one of the beautiful things about it is there was a weird mystery that kind of happened with those adaptations because there would be things in the, ad- the the novelizations that weren't in the movie. And sometimes it was because the novelization was written from a previous draft of a script mm-hmm. and things had gotten cut. And sometimes it was just the novelization writer just making up whatever he felt like Didn't to kind of round out the page <laughs> count. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, does this exist? Is there footage of this? I want to see this. Like, and, and it was always the fun mystery to see if you could kind of hunt down alternate versions and see if, things actually did or did not exist.
0: Well, I do know, it, it might not be a director's cut, but there are hidden scenes. And then, but, but four out of five, that's huge. And I'm not following that. So Voodoo Priestess, you're up. You you're you following that, I'm not following <laughs> four out of five. On a movie I saw in a theater, no. Okay,
1: so I get the new, and I chose something that's new on Tubi. It's from 2008, but it's new on Tubi. So you there know. you go. There you go. New to me trailer park of terror
0: Woo-hoo. wow and that's actually how this spawns by the way trailer park yeah. is that an anthology
1: uh no 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 i i know it sounds like it would be yeah. uh basically uh a, a girl named norma uh, lives in a trailer park and it's that's a jacked up terrible. place it's a jacked up trailer park it's like it's not even the stereotypical white trash trailer parks you think of. It's like a hub of crime and it's just like real casual. About wait, 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 it. wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. So if that's not the stereotypical trailer park you think of, not like a hub of crime, what?
1: No, I mean like uh, some 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 hardcore crime there like oh, all crime. the all the crime so it's all not the just time. Like
0: meth, meth and sex and stealing. There's something besides that?
1: All the crime. Because there's meth, there's sex, there's stealing, and there's murder. And it's like all on a large scale and all happening like within five feet of each other. (laughs) My God. Yeah. That is
0: one terrible trailer park You're right.
1: Yeah. And the story basically centers on Norma, who uh in the first five-ten minutes just goes she she tries to leave with a guy she tries to like find a guy be happy and married forevermore. how
0: old is she i thought you said she was a kid
1: norma i think she's like a teenager but okay it's hard to tell because I at least got
0: the teens. i'm like i thought she was like a little kid i'm like wait a minute what
1: <laughs> honestly it's hard to tell because hollywood always like uses ages older people so yeah. i can't really tell how old she is i'm just sort of assuming because they're going to a dance they
0: you thought I oh, was sixty-five years old. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, you did it. Uh <laughs> and they kill him. They are like lol and then they just murder him. They're like, I'm sorry, Dorba," And then she kills everyone else. And this is the first ten minutes of the movie. That's not even a
0: spoiler. That's the first ten. Minutes. That's a setup.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a not setup. Even
0: past act one yet. Oh my yes.
1: god. And this is where the plot goes. A bunch of Catholic Reform people. Are on a bus in a storm and they stop. They crash into, a, they crash into a truck and then they like walk over to the trailer park, and the plot starts there, and it's kind of awesome.
0: Is this the one where there's a barn and they want to seek shelter and the old guy's like, yeah, but my daughter's possessed in the barn. You can just, you can go in there, but just don't sleep with her. And they all go in, and the, and the storm like clears, and they come back out, and they're having breakfast, and, then you know, finds out they sleep with the daughter, and he starts killing people by the profession. No. no? <laughs> I want to know what that movie is. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a short story. I was like, I did a short story a little bit later than that. Um, okay, so nothing like that at all? No, no, There's no killing on professions?
1: No, they just start killing because... Actually, they don't really... Give much of a reason why they're killing. They just seem one. to kinda like it. So
0: So it's a trailer park,
1: Cut. It's a trailer park, yeah. And no. are
2: there are there bad park. southern accents going on in this the whole time?
1: One or two. So
2: while it's a trailer park, it's not a redneck trailer park. It's like wow. maybe a little bit? <laughs> where what it's does it say middle. where it's where it's set? Like is there like a location? Yeah. Do they say like it's in Alabama or some crazy place or
1: Honestly, I cannot remember where it was set. It was out in the middle of nowhere.
2: Like, I mean, I can't imagine they did a, a good job setting it in the the United States South, seeing as it's a Canadian film. From what I'm I'm looking at on Google,
1: Google, how <laughs> dare you You're
0: doing me? a Canadian film without me? How dare you, you hussy! I'm
1: sorry, I am sorry. <laughs> My
0: God, the one film I could probably watch is not banned in Canada yet yet, yet.
1: Yeah, <laughs> once they find out what it's about oh man they'll, they'll ban everything i swear
0: but okay so you, you have this act one is, is a complete shit show or the first 10 minutes of act one is a complete shit show in a good way yes if you like killing killing is good and then are, how if, if it's a canadian movie it's usually probably a canadian arts council movie so they have some budget how yeah, are your they, effects?
1: Um, so there's no CG. There's just a lot of prosthetics, and it's pretty cool prosthetics. So I like it. Like, they have there you go. a certain way of going about the creature design, I suppose. Uh, that And there's a funny scene with a compressor, because they're basically zombies anyway i don't want to spoil it just know that it's funny it's very <laughs> compressing it no it's very no.
0: compressing okay so i have a question if it's in canada is there maple syrup involved
1: there's meat there's like porno meat. mags
0: and porno mags oh my god jerky You're, if you jerky. summon pain i swear to god if you summon pain
1: no you
0: know how to summon them you got to get those Hustler magazines like Corp Corp did. Like an old <laughs> stale whiskey
2: beer. Yeah. no. I want to point out something that kind of happened by accident. So, Jim, I hope your your pick is on point because me and Voodoo have picked out two movies that apparently this movie, Trailer Park uh, uh, of Terror, is based on a comic book series. Imperium, Imperium Comics series, which Tales from the Crypt is also based on the EC comics. And I would like to also point out there is a religious aspect to your movie, right? Because there's a youth pastor and there's a religious aspect to my film as well with the whole blood of Jesus demon key thing. So we kind of got a running theme here going on. Intuitively, it just kind of happened. I'm just saying, Jim, I hope you based your pick on a comic book movie with some kind of religious tie-in, because yeah. otherwise you're breaking the fad. Don't I
0: always. Don't I always. <laughs> but I won't give spoilers away. I'm holding this movie near and dear close. Hold my cars close. Now, mm-hmm. Voodoo Priestess, what would you give your movie out of five Cthulhus? Remember, as we learned previously, you can go negative if you want to.
1: We can. I'll give it a 3.5
0: wow damn it i like, mean good the for movie, the movie
1: the movie itself is a bit plotless but you know it's like fun and oh you so just the
0: kid dies that. got it
1: yeah i know yeah, i know, just I know voodoo like
0: bad. like uh, any hype rating the voodoo gives like there's a little kid dying in it somewhere but the dog it remains untouched like snuff the kid out extra star rating for you <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's 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 a hard act to follow okay but follow i will and my movie is absolutely i've got a canadian theme going and it is the second of a trilogy of the great white north trilogy by kevin smith yoga hosers i heard kevin announced this long ago at a comic con i'm like oh my god this is awesome i do know moose jaws is coming sometime never but (laughs) yoga hosers is the follow-up to Tusk, Same World, sort of parallel, almost not quite sequel-ish, but same world-ish. And what we have is the story of two young women struggling to make their mark on society. They're sophomores in high school. If I heard that line 12 more times during the movie, I might know their exact age. I think it's 14 and a half, almost 15 because I think that's also an exact quote. And it's based on everything I wish to craft I watched the craft, right, Evie. That the movie I had? Yeah, okay. you watched
1: the craft legacy, the secret. Right.
0: It's it's everything I wish the craft legacy was, meaning it shows what women really go through in high school, which apparently is just like phones and stuff. And it sets it up and you have to like work and your mom and your dad's dating someone and all sorts of stuff. It's not the first time I watched it. I watched it again today just to get it fresh in my mind. It was my rental. I actually ended up buying it from Apple. Like rental, rental, $2 difference. I'll just buy the damn thing. (laughs) I saw jokes, inside jokes. I didn't get the first time because I wasn't watching Batman, the animated series. Kevin Conway comes in playing a guy, very serious, very dark, and buying something. And he's got a kid with him he's like come on Robin let's go that is like I didn't get the first time like so Kevin Smith goes so deep in this damn movie in the lexicon of comic book land and I'm if I can bridge it that's see right there comic book masterpiece Bruce Wayne masterpiece of all this stuff Kevin Smith did for comics Swamp
2: I'll allow it I'll allow it I feel there like else. that's that's good enough and I, I also want to point out really quick your Kevin Conroy impression is spot on. Like if you try to tweak your voice to sound like him, you actually have a very similar, like a vocal range yeah. kind of sound to it. No yeah, relation, I right?
0: Think, uh, no, but we, we, we have, uh, we, we're known to each other. And um, it, it is sometimes it's weird if we really want to pour it on like the voices and stuff like that. I believe some people will do like the double a bit. Uh, so thanks for a compliment, yeah. And this goes back into things that if you are into horror, not 100% horror. Because again, this is the audience. As uh, we talked about last episode, um, the audience for the craft probably wasn't me. Like, they didn't make the craft for me, like the, the, the sequel. If you are a teenage woman watching this, you might get like all the jokes. I'm like, oh my God, this is uh, boom, 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 boom. It, this is the level. It's a PG-13, I believe. And this is all you need to have that lens on. The movies, I, okay, no spoilers, but all the people die in the beginning. If you ever want to know what this movie is kind of about without knowing anything else, it's about sausages that come to life of little Nazi, actually, they're actually German, World War I, helmets, uh, And they kill people by going through the butt up with the helmet and killing it from the insides out. They are a Nazi experiment trying to bring back Hitler in clone form, unfortunately, as brawlers. They're brazzies. And, and that's like the spoiler-free, they, they show it in the first five-minute clips. Now It is amazing.
2: Is this, is this the one with, and I don't want to say the particular name of the actor, but there's a, a, a A-list actor as a detective. Gila Point
0: does come back and his Quebecois accent is perfect. It's an immaculate. Everyone, as I live in Quebec, all the people who, who are Quebecois watch this movie with me and watch Tusk with me all go do the same thing. Like, holy shit, that's a good That Like, yeah, yeah bon. many feet. The Quebecois accent that this individual does is spot on. And he will appear
2: in scene or not scene one. He'll appear in act one. It, that that alone is worth the rental to a lot of the audiences to see who this particular actor is. Don't yeah. don't spoil it. Don't look. No, it up absolutely. On IMDb. I would never. I would Definitely. never spoil it. No, no, no. Not you. I'm telling the the listeners. Don't oh, spoil it for yourselves. Don't look it up on IMDb or anything like that. Like no. watch the movie because it's one of those people that you're going to be like, oh,
0: it's a Tropic Thunder moment. Yes. Tropic Thunder, there's some characters, some are more obvious than others. You're like, holy shit, that was who? Some are more (laughs) obvious than others. I won't spoil them at the end. But like some are more obvious than others. You just did like, oh my God, what the hell? Mm. But this movie, it's gonna be the horror, like Tusk was horror. Like it just be straight out horror. This is horror comedy. And I think Moose Jaws was just going to be some kind of absurdist horror, I'm not sure. Kevin used to say, like, think Jaws, but a moose. Like, well, how the fuck do you do? Okay, whatever. It's all good. That's why we call it Moose Jaws for. It's the third in the trilogy that may or may not get produced. But who knows with COVID? It is worth the buying. Like I said, it's not even worth a rental. You buy it. It's a couple of dollars either way. Buy the movie. It's worth a repeat. The more you watch it, the more you'll catch. Stanley makes a cameo. Aww. One of his last cameos that probably made sense, and uh, if you were a big Marvel fan person, Stanley, about I, since he's dead, I guess I can talk about this. I guess the NDA doesn't apply anymore, so we can't really pull this off. Stanley was making cameos in movies, and he insisted it was always the same character, no matter huh. what it was. It was always the same character, and if we looked at his cameos, well, how can that be? Well, you know, there's always like the Watcher and Beyonder and everything like that. So keep that in mind. We see Stanley's character is like, oh my god, this actually fits into the Marvel universe too. It is a wonderful little romp. there's not much there's not much blood and guts. It, it's not that gory.
1: What? But you said the sausages go up and then whoosh. They don't show. Aww. They don't
0: show. They don't show. It's bratwurst. They're bratwurst. They brought where it's It's all very cool CG'd, you know. It, it's it's a cheese ball film made on a small budget. It, it is absolutely perfect. Perfect movie. I'm going to give that because it's a perfect movie, because it's Kevin Smith, because a lot of people are in it. I wanted to give a 4.5 for just because of all of that. I'm going to bump it up because I gave one movie negative 5. I'm going to take some points. I'm adding this one five out of five completely was my final answer you have to see yoga hosers if you like comedy horror if you like yoga if you like justin long who makes me jealous because he's just doing yoga supposedly for that body what the hell Uh, i need to do more yoga that's all i know (laughs) and there's a bunch of things that kind of interweave in in the view of skew universe i think uh the the cameos alone are worth with the price of the mission So I got five out of five good feels with that. With that being said, time for our plugs. Being our guest, Andrew, what do you want to plug?
2: Uh, You're welcome to listen to Midnight at the Spaghetti Factory, which is my weekly podcast with my, uh, well, former, he's still my buddy, but a former art school buddy. Uh, And we basically do deep dives onto all kinds of artistic topics. We've done everything from the art of dialogue, to doing uh, your art on drugs, to all kinds of things out there. We're doing all kinds of crazy things. Uh, We have fun with our episodes. We get philosophical with our episodes. We talk technical with our episodes. We share resources. We do all that kind of stuff. So if you're into art, storytelling, things of that nature, Midnight at the Spaghetti Factory, we are available everywhere. Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. The whole nine yards. You can even check us out on YouTube if you don't do anything of that. that uh, it's a fun awesome. little podcast that we do. What's that name again? Midnight at the Spaghetti Factory.
0: That is beyond <laughs> amazing. I, I I actually missed. The, did you name it after the actual restaurant? Because there actually is a restaurant uh, in the Midwest called Spaghetti I
2: Factory. Wish. Uh, yeah. I wish my my co-host actually named it, and I, oh, I really? He gave me a he gave me a list of names, and I picked that one out because I felt like. This is the kind of conversations that two security guards would be having at a spaghetti factory at midnight because who really needs to guard the spaghetti? Uh, so that's kind of the, the angle we came at it from.
0: That's amazing. Can't wait to check that out. And if you have Apple, it's so easy. Put it in, put, you know, follow, subscribe, and it's already downloaded your phone. Amazing. Voodoo Priestess, what do you want to plug?
1: Uh, What? I would like this hammer.
0: The screwdriver.
1: This fan.
0: That is a (laughs) lovely fan.
1: Yeah. You should all have fans because it's going to be summer.
0: It is going to be summer. And then uh, my government actually might let me outside. See, we all have fans. See, that's our... We all have our fan. I wish I
2: had mine on me because I'm a martial artist and I have a fan, but it has knives sticking out the end of it. Oh that would have been so cool, bro. I would have been cool, but it's not anywhere near me at the moment. Shucks. And that
0: is that is one thing I do miss downtown Montreal was the fan Tai Chi. (laughs) And then they graduate to swords. If you if you master the fan, you get a sword. Really? Yeah, for real. Wow, <laughs> for I don't have the sword here, but yeah, there's like you go from fan. If you don't like cut yourself open, then it's like here's sword. <laughs> so keep it cool in the summertime too. I'm going to plug. I've done this a couple of times, but I'm really enjoying my experience in this Patreon. Darcy the Male Girl's Patreon is Patreon.com uh, backslash Darcy the Male Girl. It's a simple thing. There's two level, sh- level of memberships you can do right now and you get so much for all of them. It, it, it's amazing. Just the com- camaraderie, the mutant families all there. It, it's all goodness and the special little things like watching cartoons.
2: Like, you know, just, just the smallest things that may be illegal to stream. But I will co-sign this plug because I have been yeah. watching a lot of Joe Bob segments. I watched The Fog and Bram Stoker's Dracula the other night on International Dracula Day with Joe cool. Bob, which I was too young to experience when he first did it. But now I was able to do it and appreciate it. So I yeah. definitely co-sign.
0: Absolutely. And that's an amazing backing because you're right. Not only is there a bunch of cool things you can do now she's getting going through all the archives and putting mm-hmm. together reassembling and painstakingly so so it says stuff like press play here okay now minute eight of the movie then you want to do this break and minute 15 is this one 25 is this one it she dials it down to the minute it's awesome it's a, a lot of work and I, I love it it's an easy i actually truth be told i cancelled my ship net script (laughs) my netflix (laughs) subscription just to join this patreon
2: that's awesome like
0: done and get my money i'd rather support people who are you know it is grassroots so that's it for the show for myself jim phoenix my co-host food priestess and our special special guest andrew i like to say bye everyone
2: Bye. bye bye bye
1: I hear a cat.